Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Nightmare Effect. I know it's been over a month, but uh, you know, some things have changed in my life. Uh, I got a new job, a bunch of other stuff. But um, anyway, uh, I know it's been since what, Russell Kingdom? But um, I just wanted to chat with y'all for a little bit about the current state of pro wrestling and other stuff that's been going on with me. And, and well, not just with me, but just like in general. Um, first thing I wanted to say is uh, props to Voices of Wrestling. I know they, they may or may not listen to this shit, but uh, shouts to them for uh, including me and in, in a list of and panel of 100, oh, I think like 122 fucking phenomenal like opinionated and, and 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 you know people that do great work covering the hobby that we know is pro wrestling that we all love and uh, they included me in the match of the year balloting. Uh, I, I I submitted my top ten with a brief synopsis of each match and uh, you know I it was it was an honor man like it was like I it felt like official it was cool you know what I mean like you know I just come on here and I bullshit but I asked them for a ballot. Send them a link to my podcast, and they they let your boy, you know, they let your boy chime in. It was it was it was, it was an honor, and uh, the cool that list was cool because uh, I know we've seen a lot of like outrageous opinions about different things all year, but uh, that list didn't lie, man. Like when uh, when we say like when when consensus is, is one thing, it, it shines through, man. Like, Kenny Omega was all over that list. And I know everyone had their own opinions about Omega this year, about how he carried himself, about, you know, just different stuff. But I think there's proof in the pudding that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I, and people undersell that because they don't like him. And I think that list was a good example of that. Uh, nine of my top ten were in that list. So I was like, well, in the top ten. Like, all of my top ten made it, you know what I mean? But, like, nine of my ten... Were at the top. The only one of my ten that didn't make it to the top ten was uh, Will Ospreay and Marty Scurll, which was like twenty seven or something like that. But uh, yeah, the other nine were among the top ten, and my number one was number two, and my number two was number one. So I mean, no, my number one, my number one was number three, and my number two was number one. So yeah, but yeah, all uh, all of my top ten made it. But anyway, so props to them. But um, well, shouts to them. I wanted to talk about TakeOver, uh, the results of the Royal Rumble, um, all the crazy stuff going on with free agency, and anything else that may come to mind that you know is on my mind. Uh, first, I want to talk about TakeOver, though. And uh, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was you know, TakeOver worthy. I didn't think it was the best TakeOver of all time, but uh, they had a match on there that you could argue is the greatest match in TakeOver history. I don't think it is, but... You could definitely argue it, but um, begin and and you know the fallout of Takeover too. Uh, beginning of the match was, I mean, beginning of the show was the War Raiders versus. Uh, I know it's late. It's been like what? <laughs> it's been like two, three weeks now. But you know, whatever. Um, the beginning of the show was War Raiders versus Undisputed Era, my tag team of 2018, and uh, I thought it was a phenomenal tag match. I thought it was really great. I thought that it had a nice, like, you know, pace to it. I thought that they definitely did an old-school thing where each team kind of traded their turns and having offense, and then the hot tags for each team were pretty fucking amazing. And then at the end, it was just, like, batshit insane action. A lot of innovative spots in this. Uh, Hanson and Rowe are amazing. 
Um, y'all know how I feel about O'Reilly and, and Roderick. The 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 pace was great. I, I think I already said that. Um, Hanson is is amazing. Like he's he's super agile to be as big as he is, and you know and the right team went over. I thought because I think it's now time to shake up this NXT roster because they're too many of the same guys like main event these takeovers like Keith Lee is on this roster man and like all he's been doing is like been like a glorified enhancement dude you know what I mean they got uh they got uh fucking Matt Riddle's on this roster you know eventually he has to be near the main event you know what I'm saying like it's, it's a bunch of like talented people on this roster there's a bunch of talented people coming in because you know Kushida's coming uh I have reason to believe that Shane Strickland will be there and a bunch of other, like, dudes that have been really dominant. Well, not dominant, but, like, really, like, you know, high profile on the independent scene. You know, you, you, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to you gotta kind of reach up for this roster because at the end of the day, as much as I love NXT, as much as I hate that main roster, um, the, uh, the, the, more, the, the, the purpose of it, is uh enhancement you know what i mean like it's it's there for guys who maybe have not wrestled in front of crowds like this or you know or maybe even green in pro wrestling to you know get better and then eventually go up to the main roster but uh triple h has turned this into this is my brand that uh i'm gonna kind of do what i want to and i thank him for it because it's amazing for the most part you know what i mean like the big shows always deliver the tv Although it has hokey stuff, it's usually good. You know what I mean? So I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, it wasn't the purpose of NXT. You know what I mean? But, you know, they, they got to shuffle this roster. But anyway, uh, yeah, the right team went over. Um, it was a great fucking opener. Great fucking match. Uh, really, really, really good stuff. All right. And then the next match on the card was uh, Chris Hero, Cashizono. I hate that name. Cashizono versus Matt Riddle. Um I even hate the war. The War Raiders is better than the way the Cashizono KO knock. I always hated that, but um, man, Chris Hero like or Cashizono is like he's still really good to be like you know as big as he is. Going through the health problems he went through, yeah, I mean, well, going is still going through. The man has like a thyroid issue, but uh. He's still really good, but man, I just remember like back in the day seeing him in like 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, you know, 2010. You know, he was like, you know what I'm saying, the Michael Jordan of the independent scene. Like people used to argue all the time, like, uh, who was better, uh, Claudio, Cesaro, whatever you want to call him, or Hero? You know what I mean? Because they were a tag team, had a bunch of matches against each other. And I was like, all right. Y'all can have the argument that Claudio is better, but uh, I feel like Chris Hero is more versatile and has, like, paid his dues more and has had, like, more variety of matches and all sorts of stuff. Chris Hero was the man back in the day, and just to see what he is now, yeah, I mean, he's still he's still good. He, you know, he's still, he's still, it's not like he should never wrestle again, but he reminds me of Alonzo Mourning on the 2006 Heat, where he's gone through shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Alonzo Mourning went through all that shit with his kidney. And, but he came back and he contributed to that championship. He wasn't a focal point, but he can, you know, he, he had a contribution, a significant contribution to that championship. And right now, that's that's Cassius Ono or Chris Hero, whatever you want to call him. 
And, you know, it's just kind of disheartening seeing that, man. I felt the same way about Zoe, especially because, like, my mom knew him personally. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all knew that, but, like, yeah, but I feel the same way about Chris Hero. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it, this was good, though. You know, it put over Matt Riddle. Uh, it, you know, made him look strong. There was a spot in this that, like, really fucked up Matt Riddle's job. <laughs> I was like, God damn, like, when Chris Hero just stepped on, well, catches on, or just stepped on his face. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, it put him over, made him look, made him look strong. I hate that they changed his name instead of the King of Bros. He's the original bro. Why I don't know, but you know, I, I imagine he'll do well on NXT. Max Matt Riddle's one of the best wrestlers on the earth, on the planet Earth. You know what I mean? So you know, eventually he'll go to that main roster, and y'all know how I feel about that. But you know, at least for like a year to you know six months to a year, I'm gonna enjoy him. You know what I mean? Or maybe even a couple years. You know what I'm saying? The next, we had match of the year so far, match of the night, match of everything. Like, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. I said for months, months, that I was not the biggest fan of the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, the way, the way it went. Like, the way it progressed and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but the way it was presented here all night. It kind of bought me back aboard, you know. What I mean, they lost me, and they got me again. I, 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 I thought this match was phenomenal. I love the story they were telling. Or Ricochet, you know, Ricochet and Johnny Gargano, they got history, man. They've been doing this for you know, almost a decade, you know, practically. You know what I'm saying? So Ricochet, you know, was one step ahead of him the whole time, because you know, Gargano has that thing in his head, like you know. Oh, Chompa's over my shoulder, or, you know, the shit he been saying been bothering me. Like, you know, Chompa's in his head. But uh, Ricochet, you know, he's like, yo, I'm dead. I'm here to do a job. You know what I mean? I, you know, fuck what you talking about. Like, I'm trying to keep my belt. And then, uh, and, and then there was a part where, like, at the beginning where they were chain wrestling and stuff. And it was beautiful. Just beautiful stuff. And then Ricochet tells him, he's like, what Johnny am I going to get tonight? You know what I mean? Am I going to get the dude that I've faced for years and years? Or am I going to get this new dude that, you know, seems to be corrupted by Tommaso Ciampa? And then they shake hands, and then Gargano, like, you know, hits him with an elbow. And I'm not going to go spot for spot, but this thing progressed into insanity. There's a fucking uh, a reverse hurricane run on the floor in the WWE. Yeah, I know. Apparently, everywhere else is so unsafe, but, you know, reverse Hurricane Rana's in the, on the floor. Every, and let me talk about that real quick. I'm so tired of this notion that WWE has, like, this weird safe style. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I ever talked about it on this podcast. I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, but never on here. Uh, there is no such thing in, in today's current pro wrestling as a safe style. Everyone does the same thing. Like, on TV, right, on the WWE main roster, they may do the same stuff maybe a bit slower. Like, maybe. Just, like, a hair slower. But, like, everyone is doing the same shit. Fucking, uh, uh, Rey Mysterio hit Andrade with a with a fucking Canadian Destroyer. Like, twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people, everyone's doing the same thing. People are doing reverse runners, man. People are doing all sorts of crazy dives to the outside. People are stiffing each other in the WWE. Like, it's not... I don't understand this notion where everyone is, like, doing different stuff. It's just it's just weird. I remember when uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, 
when uh, Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi had a match and Kota Ibushi was concussed and people was like, oh man, Will Ospreay is so unsafe and all that stuff. First off, that elbow at the end was a work. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't legit. It was, it was a work, but whatever. The thing that actually concussed Kota, if you watch the fucking match, is when he bonked his face on the damn turn, on the, uh, on the turnbuckle post. You know what I mean? When, uh. Uh, we'll put him on the top rope, and he his face whipped around and bonked the fucking turnbuckle post, and he started bleeding. That's what concussed him. If you watch, if you watch, like you know what they've been doing since with Will, even all over the world, like the following night on New Year's Dash, and uh, even what he's been doing in World of Sport, where they've built that elbow up now to as a knockout blow, like you know, as like. This this move, like, you know, I bring it out during big matches where I feel like I need it. You know what I mean? It's it's his burning hammer. You know what I mean? But, you know, I guess, you know, because it's weird because, you know, this time of year, you get motherfuckers that, just like you get, just like WrestleMania, you get motherfuckers that don't usually watch, like, fucking New Japan or anything else for that matter. But they watch, like, Russell Kingdom. So, like, you know, they, they're not really in tune. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh well, I got off track, but yeah, everyone's dude. Everyone does the same shit. But anyway, yeah, he is like a reverse hurricane right on the floor. They're countering things uh, that that you know, uh, just like I've never seen before. There is a, a great fucking sequence with uh with 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 um uh, Johnny Gargano and he hits his uh, DDT on a uh, ricochet. Ricochet kicks out of it, and then Ricochet immediately pops up and hits him with a shooting star. It's fucking incredible. And then there's another sequence where Johnny Gargano tries to hit him with uh with with, with the Hurricane Rana up top, and then Ricochet does the Will Ospreay thing, and he's done it to Kushida. He's done it to a lot of people. Where he flips out of it, lands on his feet. That, that was fucking incredible. Made the whole crowd rise to their feet. Uh, it was a bunch of crazy strikes in here. A uh, bunch of just like stuff that come came out of nowhere. The pace was unbelievable. Uh, the story, the main story of the match though, was like Gargano, you know, fighting fighting himself, trying not to do the healing shit that Ciampa wants him to do. You know what I mean? Where he he exposed the mat and he goes to DDT Ricochet on it, then he decides against it, and then he he and then as the match progresses and they're doing more shit to each other, he realizes that hey, maybe I might not be able to do it this way. So he brain busters him. It's safe one. Like, you know, Ricochet like Tuck. You know what I mean? It was fine. He he gives him a brain buster on the fucking concrete, rolls him in the ring, and then he and then the camera zooms in on his face and he says, I win. And he hits the DDT on Ricochet. One, two, three. North American champion Johnny Gargano. I thought this match was perfect. I thought it gave it five stars, man. I went all the way with it. Uh I thought that it's as good as as the Almas match, as good as the Champa, the first Champa match, as good as anything that uh, Gargano did last year. Gargano continues to prove that he is the best wrestler in that company and one of the best wrestlers on earth. I don't even see how anyone can argue that there is a wrestler better in that company than Johnny Gargano. I don't see how you can do it. I don't get you. If you think it's somebody else, I, I you gonna have to explain that to me. He's better than Seth Rollins, and everybody loves to go to Mister uh, Good TV Match. Like don't get me wrong, he has good TV matches and like matches on pay per view that are usually like kind of better than the rest on the pay per view. So like you know they're they're great, you know what I mean? But you know it's, it's weird. Like Gargano has like he every time you put him in a big spot, every fucking time. He delivers a great fucking match, you know what I mean? He delivers a he delivers like a match of the year caliber match. Jenny Gargano's the best dude they have, and I don't understand 
how people try to argue otherwise. Even if you don't like the storyline, bro, you cannot deny that this man always delivers. See what I'm saying? <sighs> Gargano's awesome. Ricochet was I don't mean to undersell Ricochet either, but he was awesome in this too. This is an awesome fucking match. And I felt so bad <laughs> that Bianca Belair, her first takeover, and, and Shayna Baszler, who I love to death, had to follow that. And those poor ladies, like, like I think the beginning of, the, yeah, for the NXT Women's Championship, I think the beginning of this match was kind of dull. I don't think it was horrible, like I've seen some people say, but I think it was kind of dull. However, I think it was structured that way for people to kind of bring it down after that crazy fucking spectacle we saw with Gargano and Ricochet and come back up at the end to support Belair as she fell short. You know what I mean? And I feel like it worked perfectly. You know what I mean? But that was their goal. Uh, Bianca Belair has all the potential in the world. That girl's going to be a superstar one day. She is really, really, really talented. Um, I think that the moment was too big for her here. I think it was clear. Yeah, like, her demeanor wasn't even the same. Like, during her entrance, you know what I mean? When she was just like, when, when they, like, when she was looking around at certain points of the match, like, I, I noticed that shit. She was looking around, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, she, she'll, she'll, she'll get there, man. That girl is talented. She has a good look. She can talk. Charismatic as fuck. Athletic as, I don't know what. When, when it all comes together, she reminds me of, like, when I first saw Shayna Baszler a few years ago. Uh, well, in a few years, but like, yeah, it's been a few years now. When I first saw Shayna Baszler, I was like, yo, this girl, with a little bit of time, she'll have it. You know what I mean? And now I feel like she has it. That'd be Bianca Belair. She just needs some time. You can tell she's green. She'll get there. You know what I mean? But by the end, like, the finish of this match, they put her over huge, man. They, 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 they made her seem so strong in defeat. You know what I mean? That Shayna Baszler literally had to, you know, Throw the kitchen sink at her to get her to pass out. You know what I mean? I, I thought I thought it was a great, great finish to a just kind of good match. Like, all right, it's it's fine. Um, and in that main event, man, that weird main event. Uh, what can I say about that weird main event? Um, I thought it was really good, but like. I don't think it was the right time to do something like that, man. Because it was just like 20 minutes of Ciampa working over Black's leg. And it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was compelling. But the crowd didn't care. You know what I mean? The crowd didn't care until the end when, like, the last two minutes when Black hit the Black Mass and it looked like he was going to win. That's when the crowd, like, kind of woke up for it. But, like, b before that, they didn't, they didn't give a fuck. It was fine, though. Um, I didn't really got much else to say about it. You know, it was just, it was... Man, like you know, it, it was it was the wrong type of match to do, and I know who laid that out. That was that was a Triple H special, you know, because <laughs> Triple H just had matches like that all the time, so you know that was a Triple H special. But you know, it, you know, it, it was good though. All in all, Takeover itself was good. I liked the end where they uh they they had um Gargano come out, raise his title next to Ciampa, almost signaling like they unified, but not really. I'll get to that. Um, I thought that was cool. You know I mean, I thought it was like, oh my God, what, what's going on here? We getting healed DIY together again? And then uh, after the show, they did a random like, you know, you know what I'm saying? They did a random like scuffle and pull apart to set up the halftime heat match, 
which I thought was a really fun spot fest with horrible camera work. Not much else to say about it. I thought it was a really great spot fest with really horrible camera work. <laughs> and a weird crowd that wasn't really an NXT crowd. It was more like artificial energy. You know what I mean? Like, this is NXT energy simulated. You know what I mean? Not really NXT. You know what I'm it was weird. Um, but, yeah, the Royal Rumble. I'm not going to talk too much about the show because, truth be told, I only seen one match from it. So I can't really talk that much. Or well, two matches. Saw the Cruiserweight title match. Great fucking match. And I saw uh, Brock and, um, and uh, Finn, which I thought also was great. It was Finn throwing. Like, you don't need to have long Brock matches, man. It, it was Finn throwing everything at him, coming up short. It was really great. It really fun. And it was it almost like it almost had you to the point where maybe they'll let Finn beat him. But, you know, they didn't. And it was just a great match, man. I, I thought, you know. Finn, Finn's the best match in a while, to be real with you, that I've seen. You know, I don't know. Maybe on some random Raw, he had, like, you know, a great, you know, fucking match. But I wouldn't know. Um, and truth be told, I wouldn't know, period. I don't really watch these shows. But <laughs> I did watch those two matches. Um, Becky Lynch winning the Royal Rumble was the right thing to do. Uh, she is the most over person they have. Who is this calling me? Oh, my God. She is the most over person they have by far. Hold on, y'all. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Um, I should probably edit it, edit that out. <laughs> I'm gonna get that a shot, but uh, yeah. What was I saying? Um, fuck, man, I lost my spot. God damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky Lynch winning was the right thing to do because she's Becky Lynch. She's the most over talent they have, and uh, she she's the one person that seems like a really big deal. You know what I'm saying? So. Props to them. Even though I still don't feel like she's a draw. And that is not her fault. That is that company's fault. You know what I mean? She's doing everything she's supposed to. But that company books so weirdly that everybody seems normal. And the first person that people get behind, it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm just not 100% sure people will, will, will go out of their way to pay to see her. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. We'll see, man. I could be proven wrong. This could be the most bought WrestleMania of all time. But, uh. They they got it. Well, no, it's not. But it could be like a really, you know, not bought, but like a, a really high, you know, in terms of viewership and shit like that. Uh, Charlotte should not be in that match. And I've heard that they've been kind of trying to shoehorn her in that match. Like I said, I don't watch these shows, man. I'm just trying to go off what I read. But I've heard they've been trying to shoehorn her in that match. Like, keep her into the story. And you wouldn't have this fucking problem if... You, you build up more women so she can credibly face someone, you know, at WrestleMania. You don't necessarily even have to do, uh, you know, sh like Charlotte could have like a match with Oscar. You know I mean, for the title, like a rematch of last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you beat me last year. I want to beat you this year. And just build that. Like, just move Charlotte on to something else. She doesn't have to be involved with this. Or you could just do, uh, you could just do, um, Charlotte and Ronda earlier because they ain't having a pay-per-view in between or some shit like that and just have Charlotte lose you don't have to have this triple threat you know what I mean you can even do Charlotte and Becky for like the number one contendership you know what I mean because Becky's like you know I'm tired of you I need to put you away but they're gonna do that stupid triple threat that doesn't need to be a fucking triple threat you know what I mean all you really need is Charlotte Ronda have Charlotte I mean Charlotte Ronda have Becky go over clean as a whistle no doubt about it no extra person no nothing have Becky pin Ronda Rousey and there you go 
And then that that's how you make someone a big fucking deal. Because Ronda Rousey's a big deal. And not necessarily because of what that company did for her, but because her name is Ronda fucking Rousey. You know what I'm saying? So that's all you have to do. But, you know, they, they've done such a bang-up job of making every fucking person in that company, every woman especially, seem bit, pretty much the same. You know what I'm saying? Or... You know, or just seem like they don't matter. Like truth be told, they got these. They got these example. They got these fucking women's titles coming, right? These women tag titles coming, and a lot of those teams are like, like well, not a lot, but like you got. I, I heard like Naomi and Carmella are supposed to be like a tag team for, for what? What reason? They both dance. You know, what I'm saying? like they both. Like what reason? You know, what I'm saying. Uh, I don't understand why Sasha Banks is in the heel. I don't understand why. Uh, fucking um, Bailey and Sasha are like teaming up. They sh- they should be at each other's throats. They set up that story like all of last year, and like randomly, it's just like, oh, we're fine. You know what I mean, like, oh, man, it's 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 awful. It's it's, it's awful, man. Uh, Ember Moon, like I always said, is one of the most underrated fucking wrestlers on the planet Earth. But you know, and I heard she's hurt. You know, I heard she's like working hurt. But, uh, you know, I hope she gets it together, man. I hope she, like, you know, gets well, man, because uh, she, she's great. Uh, I love, um, I love you know, a lot of them. You know what I mean? And it's just like they all just seem the same. It is what it is. Um, and Seth Rollins won the Men's Royal Rumble. Um, okay. Like, I hope he beats Brock. He should beat Brock, you know, but you never know with this company. Roman should have beat Brock last year at WrestleMania. You're going to push that dude that nobody wanted to be pushed at the time. You know what I mean? You got you might as well go with it. Let's hope, you know, they're not stupid and actually put the belt on Seth. But uh, we'll see. Uh, all in all, I didn't watch the show, so I can't really comment. But uh, at least, you know, they seem to have done the smart thing with a lot of these booking decisions. I mean, those raw tag titles still mean jack shit. That's why, for what has been reported, the Revival won out. Because they feel like they should be one of the focal points of tag team wrestling. And tag team wrestling should be a focal point. And I totally agree with them dudes. Um, they released Kenta. Hideo Itami Kenta. And I'm happy for that. And I, and, it, and it also has, uh, has lent itself to uh, the, hilari- the hilarity of people not knowing that he didn't wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, look, man. I'm from the school of, if you don't know something, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know anything about, and my man Josh, y'all know him, uh, True Slayer, he can attest to this. I don't know anything about uh, role-playing games. Like, I don't mean like RPGs, like, you know, video games. I'm talking about like actual board role-playing games. I don't know anything about, you know, tabletop games. So I don't talk about it. I ask him because he's the, he's the authority on that. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know anything about Japanese pro wrestling, right, shut the fuck up. If you don't know anything about pure, pure wrestling, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And I, and I know I said that wrong, but <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, the man wrestled his entire career pro wrestler Noah a few times for, like, other miscellaneous promotions. He's never set foot in New Japan. I think that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you, you, you don't have to do that. You, you don't have to. Uh, so I'm happy for him. Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley, I guess I should call him again. He said he's finishing up with them. And he's out of there. That's crazy. Like, he's one of their guys. You know what I mean? It was not too long ago he was the champ. You know what I mean? And and that's crazy. Part of the Shield, their biggest faction. And he just said, I'm tired of this hokey bullshit. I'm out of here, man. That's crazy, bro. 
Like that, that that's cr- anybody that thinks AEW is not a big deal. Yeah, you know I mean, see that because he would not do this if they didn't exist. You know what I mean, anybody that thinks that all elite wrestling is no is not a big deal, see that because he really you you really think he would do this if like this was 2018 and there was no AEW, or even if this was 2017 and like there was no All In. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying it's not happening. You know, well, he might, you know, he might, you know, but if New Japan wanted him and they told him, but like, you know, it being in the United States, you know, changes things for a lot of these guys, man. It just does. Uh, AEW signed Jimmy Havoc, which is, hmm. <laughs> uh, I love Jimmy Havoc. Love him to death. I think he's one of the best deathmatch wrestlers on earth. I think uh, he's up there with all the big Japan dudes to me. I mean, he, he he's fucking amazing. You give him a storyline, you sink his teeth into his matches will mean a lot. You know what I mean, he's one of the best heels in all of pro wrestling. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. This lets me know this company have a lot of variety. They got the OWE guys. Now I hadn't even talked about all elite because I hadn't been on here. But they got the OWE guys. They got uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, you know I mean they got obviously you know Hangman Cody, uh, and uh, you know the Young Bucks. Hangman looks to be their top guy. They got Pac for however long they got him, whether this is the uh, just for one-off thing for double or nothing, or he signed completely. Um, uh, you know, who else they going to sign, man? They got MJF. Uh, they got uh, Adam Cole's wife for the women's division. So a lot of people, man, um, Pentagon and Phoenix apparently have a handshake agreement with them as they wait and see what goes on with Lucha Underground. Um, yeah, man, like they, they, they rocking and rolling and, and I can't put a finger on the identity of this company and that's good. Oh yeah. And how do I forget about Chris fucking Jericho? <laughs> um, and today's Thursday is a good chance tonight. We'll find out what Kenny Omega's doing. So, you know, I don't know, man. Like I, I personally would like Kenny Omega to stay in new Japan and yeah, I didn't want Hangman to leave cause they were about to push him. You know what I'm saying? But I, I personally would like Kenny Omega to stay. But uh, I think that's less likely, especially when they they wrote Kota Ibushi out of everything. You know what I mean? So, like, there's, like, nothing pretty much keeping him there. He lost his title. That's about it. But I would love for him to stay. And I would love for him to work the G1 because, you know, last year. The G1. Oh, yeah, New Japan. <laughs> oh, man, this might be a little long because it's been a minute. Uh, the New Beginning debacle. Uh, fuck Donald Trump. It's his fault. Uh, the, the, these visas, man, and, pe- and people people kill me with this. Like, they applied in November. It's not like they waited to the last minute. They applied in November. Then the government shutdown happened, and it took forever for them to get them shits back. I don't think they, I think they still have it. But, uh, yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's Donald Trump's fault. It's stupid fucking, I'm not going to get too much into politics, but all this shit over fucking wall that, Truth be told, probably won't be finished by the time he's, you know, he's like, by the time, like, it might be done, like, after he's, like, when he's out of office, you know what I'm saying? This wall that we don't fucking need, but whatever. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this country, you know, this, the healthcare is a fucking problem in this country, but this motherfucker is more concerned about, uh, let me not get into politics. Just know I am a staunch anti-Trump motherfucker. I'm not into politics, but I hate that motherfucker, you know what I mean? Um... Uh, what was I gonna say? What else was I gonna talk about? Uh, that's it, man. I ain't gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. Jay White. 
<laughs> nah, I know that's it. Jay White, uh, I don't know if he's going to win, man. They have done a good job of, of pushing him and setting him up as a legit threat to Tanahashi. That may actually happen. You know what I mean? I'm not 100% sure, but it may actually happen. But, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, it's going to be crazy, man. Like, because you can go either way with it. That match should be great. That's another test for Tanahashi. Um, I, I watched both of the New Beginning shows. I'm not even going to get into them that much. The only match I feel like was, like, really worth, like, really, really, like, sinking your teeth into was uh, Kenamaru and Desperado versus Shingo and Bushi. Thought that was great. I, I personally thought that was great. But uh, it felt like a Dragon Gate match. But other than that, you know, nothing else really to talk about on those shows, man. Uh, Evolve is weird because uh, now I'm just jumping all over pro wrestling. Evolve is weird because I watched Evolve 119-120. And, uh, yeah, man, it was a 119 I can't remember. The one with Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory is the main event. And then the other one, the one before it. Uh, it feels like a bootleg ass NXT. Like it's, it's like that company, done, like you know. At, at, and I know they were struggling business wise. I get it, and I get why they did it. But uh, you know, whether I always liked them or not, they always had their like identity of being like the mecca of for indie geeks. You know I mean, people that are really into independent pro wrestling. This is the place you go. You know what I mean to watch the the best dudes of like the indie indie promotions you know what i mean and now it just has like this real corporate feel to it and i don't know man i don't know if i can rock with this shit i ain't gonna lie to you but uh you know there they were all right shows don't get me wrong but i don't know man i don't know it just it just it felt weird man but uh i think i covered everything wrestling uh voices of wrestling royal rumble takeover Oh, yeah, the aftermath of TakeOver. Uh, Velveteen Dream won the World's Collide Tournament. If you don't know, the World's Collide Tournament was NXT UK, NXT, and 205 Live. And uh, he won, so he had a choice to uh, go after any belt he wanted. He chose the NXT North American Championship, surprisingly. And it's going to be him and Gargano coming up here soon. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Gargano uh, told Ciampa, like, yo, man, we ain't cool. There's no us. He's like, I came out there at the end of TakeOver to show you I can win, and I don't need you, and I don't need to be like you, even though it doesn't make any sense, because he, uh, you yeah, he know, he damn sure did, you know, was like him, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I don't need you to win, you know what I mean? I can still win. I know how to win. Yeah, so, I don't know, so that, that that's apparently the match for WrestleMania, Gargano and Ciampa. I just hope this time there's some sort of stipulation to mean this is the end, and to me, that stipulation should be hell in the cell, loser leaves NXT. And I feel like Ciampa should lose. And unfortunately, go to that main roster. <laughs> unfortunately. But, um, yeah, man. I got to tell you. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on in pro wrestling. Uh, Pac and Will Ospreay is coming up soon. Which is, what? <laughs> uh, well, oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about NXT UK. Blackpool. Uh, for their first takeover, it was fine. The opener to crown the tag champions were, was fucking incredible. Tag team match of the year to me. That was fucking amazing. Um, the main event is so controversial because everybody's like, this match sucked. And I don't think it sucked. I just think it was uh, it was weird. And they botched the finish. It was alright. Uh, it, it was cool though. Walter coming out gave me legit goosebumps. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I still hate that he signed with them. 
because he's a part of the machine, and Walter was always a dude I thought would not be a part of the machine. But if he felt like that was the best decision for him, cool. But him coming out legit gave me goosebumps because they let him keep his music and all that stuff. I was like, all right, okay, cool. And we haven't seen him versus Pete Dunne that much. You know what I'm saying? So that's fresh. You know what I mean? Like we've seen him against the other two, you know, more than we've seen him versus Pete Dunne. So that that that's that's fresh. I, I'm I'm excited for that. So it's because Pete Dunne is one of the most reliable main event wrestlers in the world. Big fan of that dude. Um, that's all I got right now, man. Uh, MLW had a horrible fucking show. <laughs> but the only reason I watched it is because uh, I knew Pentagon and Phoenix were gonna drop the titles. But that that show was terrible. I didn't even want to get into it. It was bad, man. The main event went like three minutes or some shit like that. And it was like the most built match they've ever had since they came back. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was horrible, man. They are, especially with everything going on in pro wrestling right now, they're going to be the ones like, yo, what happened to MLW? It's going to be them. Because Ring of Honor has adapted. Ring of Honor, they lost the elite dudes. But it was like, yo, we're going to get... Bandito, who was a sought after free agent, the WWE wanted him. We're gonna get PCO. We're gonna get Brody King. We're gonna get uh, Roosh. You know what I mean? Roosh, who also wrestled the MLW and shit. Like man, like could you imagine if for that uh, that that uh, big Madison Square Garden show, they got Roosh versus LA Park? I don't think that's gonna happen, but that'd be that'd be crazy. But um, it'd be a, it'd be a big deal. It'd be a huge deal. But uh, yeah, man, that's all I got to say right now. Uh, pro wrestling is great. Uh, support what you like and just, you know, be involved in the discussion and all that shit. I'll holler at y'all later, man. This was all over the place. But peace.